0: Let's bow our heads, Heavenly Father, with that confession on our lips. As we have prayed for those that are in need amongst us, those, Lord, that have penned or written emails having needs, we know that you are still Jehovah Jireh. You provided the sacrifice. You're the bleeding, bloody lamb that has come in this hour, Lord. We're drawing on the benefits of Calvary. The benefits of that bleeding word that you said, Lord, by your stripes, you are healed. So we claim our healing in the name of Jesus Christ. We resist Satan. As your prophet said, he gave us the key. And then the key was to resist. And so, Lord, we resist the enemy in every area of our lives. We resist you, Satan. We call you out. We're the blood-bought and purchased of God. We stand united together, one heart, one accord, believing for the healings and the needs of your children. Lord, open the Word. Quicken it to us. Make it alive, Lord, even to the youngest of us, Lord. Sometimes, Lord, it seems that the Word is in a higher realm, but lift them up in heavenly places, Lord. Don't let them be lost. Let them be encouraged. Father, speak to us individually. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Hide us behind the cross. Let the blood be our portion. That Lord, that we can be a voice for you, Lord, this morning. Let the word go forth in power. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good morning. God bless you. Nice to be in the house of God this morning. Amen. I missed you last week. I was in Edmonton with Brother Hildebrandt and Brother Ed Hammermeister. Had a blessed time. Had a wonderful time. Haven't done a grad outside of, the, uh, outside of the church for a number of years. I thought, I'm the grandpa of now these graduating classes. I used to be in Edmonton quite a bit in the 80s. And I had a lot of history, of course, with Brother uh, Harold Hildebrandt. And uh, remembering and just took the grads through the vision Without a vision the people perish But I took out of Acts where it says I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision And men have caught it I said your pastors caught it And we need to keep carrying that vision I said our pastor caught it And we're carrying the vision But it takes these young ones to catch it Be revelated in it And run forward We had a wonderful time a wonderful time when we came, I said uh, on Wednesday night, I think I said it a little blurb, but when we came into the banquet at the golf course, they said, uh, end of time church or something like that. End, end of time. Well, we are at the end of time, but it's end time message tabernacle. It was what the, but they thought it was the end of time. Well, to them it is. And for us it's the blending of eternity. So I thought how appropriate, how wonderful it was. So brother Harold Hildebrand gives, Special greetings to you, and especially to you, Brother Ed. He loves you dearly. He's a warrior. I always called him a lion, and he's still, he's still got that twinkle in his eye. A little bit of mischief there, and I don't mean that in a bad way. He's quick, and he'll catch everything. I, I said to them, I said, when, you know, Brother Ed Hammermeister has been asking me to come over last, I'm sorry, why don't you have a seat for a second, and I'm standing, so you might as well, you know, get, Feel my pain But you know, over the last months I guess brother at Hemmeister I was telling them was asking me to come Over the last little months But we've been busy We're busy doing what God's called us to do And and uh, where we feel led of the Lord to go And our timing and our dates never ever did mix So one day I was studying on a Sunday morning Or not a Sunday morning for Sunday morning And uh, the phone rang And it was our home phone And I know most of the time There's only special people, Sister Eleanor, that phone our home. But if I don't know your number, I won't pick it up. Because normally people that know me know my cell phone. So I looked at this number and said, "Wow, that's a weird number, man. I don't know that number. So I thought Sister Joanne would pick it up, and she didn't. I said, I'll grab it. It was Brother Harold. He said, Brother Ray? And I go, there's only one person I know that calls me Brother Ray. He's called me Brother Ray since I am 21. I said, Brother Harold, I said, you have made my day just to hear your voice at the end of the line. He said, well, I'd like you to come out and take a grad in a special weekend of services. I said, well, since it's you, I'll move everything on my calendar if I can. And, uh, and so then when I, I said that to the people in Edmonton, I said, I almost would give him, just to hear his voice, half of my kingdom. And Brother Harold was sitting out actually in the back. He goes, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Greetings to you too, Brother Kim. He appreciates your calls to him. You're quite an encouragement to him. So we had a, had a blessed time. And we're, and then we came home to special meetings with Brother Timothy Shong. Wasn't that a blessing? That was a tremendous blessing on a Wednesday evening. If you didn't get to hear it, uh, I, I would encourage you too. It was one of those special Wednesday night services. Brother John always said, well, it's Wednesday night. Well, hey, to me, every service is Wednesday service. So it was great, and um, I, one of the brothers said, Well, you lost your voice in Edmonton. I said, nuh no, no. I lost my voice Wednesday night. <laughs> it was such a wonderful, wonderful service. Amen and hallelujahs that I at once told Brother Ken I never would say. Before I got saved, I said, I never will say hallelujah. I proved that wrong, haven't I? pastor's already announced, Brother Tim Pruitt is going to be our camp speaker. Brother David Mayer is going to be taking the morning service. He's also going to bless us taking the first Sunday of before the camp, preparing us for that. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. We have a, a very busy summer ahead of us. I've got some trips planned. I want you to pray for me. I'm in Denver, Ohio, North Carolina, and Virginia. So by the time things end, we'll see you in September. But I know that there's a group of people... That are praying and that's what I count on and thankful for. We love you dearly. We love the local assembly and um, Without you, we wouldn't even have ministry And so I thank you and now we're going into the graduation. I called I was pinning it down. We're coming into graduation I want to say we're coming into the graduation age it, It's a graduation age. It's a whole it's not a day here it seems like all June is taken up with graduation And we're happy to be in support of all those that are graduating and have graduated and will continue to graduate. Some in the colleges and universities and some from BCA. And we're proud of you and those that have gone to high schools outside of the church and are holding a testimony. God bless you. I don't believe that it's an easy thing to stand in this incursed age and be mocked by those that are outside of us. So God bless you young people That are coming to this time and season But we're waiting for our great graduation also And that's the, that's the day and the age that I live for So without any further delay You've sat God bless you You've been patient That's the first part of the service So if you would mind standing Turning to First Corinthians chapter 1 Reading one uh, portion of scripture there Verse 30 Thank you brother Ryan Musicians I won't Oh, we always say it won't be long, but we'll take our time. All right. We understand that we're at the closing moments of time and that this is not a time to be playing church. This isn't a time just to put in time. This is a time that we earnestly contend for the faith. There's no other age that has lived that is expecting to defy death. Defy that death angel. She's going to put on a body change and not see the grave. And that's this generation and that's this age. And that's what we are reaching forward to. That's what we're keeping our eyes focused. Because if you miss this body change, you get a tribulation. And that is not something that I would want to go through. That's at best. At worst, there's a hell to shun. So there's a gospel to be preached, and it's to take the fear off the people. Amen. Brother Bram said this message came to take the fear off of you, Amen. and um, and I believe that with all my heart. So Corinthians, First Corinthians, one, verse thirty, the Bible says he is the source of your life in Christ whom God made our wisdom, our righteousness, our sanctification, and redemption. That covers a whole gamut right there. I'd like you to read it again, please. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 30. He is the source of your life in Christ, Jesus, whom God made our wisdom, our righteousness, our sanctification, and our redemption and may the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. You may have your seats. I've, I've read the scripture. Um, it says he is the source of your life in Christ Jesus. So for a title or for a subject, I'd like to speak on in Christ alone. I'm identified. In Christ alone, I'm identified, but I'd like you now to turn to 1st Chronicles 1st Chronicles chapter 12 We'll be reading at verse 8 and I'll be taking my title not the subject our title out of this message, out of this portion of scripture 1st Chronicles chapter 12 There's a, there's, you know, every time I say it, there's a book I love, I love Romans. Romans is a, a marvelous book. Then I go to Hebrews and I think that Hebrews is a marvelous book. I've loved Chronicles for years. So I, I just love the Bible. Okay. So first Chronicles chapter 12, verse eight. And of the Gadites, they're separated themselves unto David into the whole, to the wilderness, men of might. And men of war fit for battle that could handle shield and buckler, whose faces were like the faces of lions and were as swift as the rose upon the mountains. Those were powerful men, these Gadites. And it goes on to say, Ezra the first, Obadiah the second, Eliab the third, Mishmana the fourth, Jeremiah; the fifth, Attai; the sixth, Eliel; the seventh, Jonan; the eighth, Lisbad, the ninth, Jeremiah; the tenth, and Machbeniah the eleventh. I want you to notice there was only eleven. Judas wasn't there, wasn't there. There was just eleven, not twelve. David knew that he needed these eleven men. I don't know. Notice what it says here. These were the sons of Gad, captains of the host. One of the least was over a hundred, and the greatest over a thousand. These are they that went over Jordan, not when it was simple and easy to cross, but in the first month when it was overflown all the banks. And they put to flight all of them of the valleys, both towards the east and towards the west. And there came of the children of Benjamin and Judah to the hold unto David. And David went out to meet them. Now, watch now this. Now, here's men that are coming to David to help David. David is a fugitive. Saul, King Saul, is out to destroy him. But David was the Lord's anointed. There's a reproach to bear if you're anointed of the Lord. But David knew his position. David knew exactly where he stood. And David went out to meet them and answered and said unto them, If you have come peaceably, come unto me to help me, my heart will be knitted unto you. But if you come to betray me to my enemies, seeing there is no wrong in my hands, the God of our fathers look thereon and rebuke it. Or what it means there is punish you. David knew who he was. I believe the bride knows who she is. Bible goes on to say this. Then the Spirit came upon Amishai, who was the chief of the captains, and he said, Thine are we, David, on thy side. That's quite an inspiration. And so then for my title this morning, not our, And tying with our subject, I'm identified in Christ. David was a type of Christ. The title this morning is, Thine are we, Jesus. We're on thy side. David was a type of Christ. We know that we are his. Thine are. Are we Jesus? And we're on thy side. So far, so good? It's wonderful to be identified with Christ. A lot of people like to be identified with something. Or some one. Or some entity. That is why we have what we call endorsements. Many sports teams have names and people are proud to be identified with their name. One in particular, Notre Dame, is called the Fighting Irish. And lots of people wear their emblems to identify themselves With the Fighting Irish. Or we have different sports teams of various kinds. College sports is big. Professional sports is big. But there's, there's every, there's something that every, every university or, can I say, every brand wants an endorsement of someone special. Uh, Anybody here as old as me or, Brother, I know there's some older than me, but ever ate Wheaties? Did you? Okay. Thank you. Wheaties. Wheaties is on the box. It was called the breakfast of champions. So whoever was a champion that year, whether he be a boxer, a golfer, a medalist in gymnastics, It didn't matter what it was. They got to endorse Wheaties. But they didn't do it for free. It cost them money to have their picture. And the amounts of money that these brands give will blow your mind. What it is, it's so that if you are attracted to it because of what they have achieved, then you'll go and buy Nike because A, you like LeBron, whatever his name is. You like Tiger Woods because that's that or it's just the hat that was put on sale. But nevertheless, when people see you wear it, they identify you with them. Whether you like it or not, it's true. So sponsors like Nike to have, whether they have whomever they want for their champion of their season, pay up to a hundred million dollars. That's not what they make when they, when they do their sports. That's on top of what they make. So wouldn't you want to be on that box? <laughs> Rolex pays out forty million. The highest paid, which I, I, I like, I, I I know the name because it's years ago, but Floyd Mayweather, I think he's a boxer, was one of the highest paid for sponsoring different products, two hundred and eighty-five million dollars. Uh, now, the soccer people, I won't look over here. There's Messi, Ronaldo. They were only making a piddly $111 million a year for their endorsement. Or $108 million. Oh, yeah, his name is LeBron James. Sorry for people. If I've offended you, I didn't know his name. <laughs> what, Tom? Don't you follow sports? No. He gets paid $42.2 million a year. And net worth now over, over $400 million because he can sink a ball that's full of air. Then, of course, there's the music side. And, you know, if, if, and you see guys dressed, you know, I mean, they are weird. I mean, I saw one the other day and I thought, what Martian landed? The Martians are here. People say there's no such things as aliens. There are. Now, if people splice the tape, they're going to say that, you know, Brother Tom believes in aliens. But I saw something that was way out of this world. It was not where we live. So they got these rapper guys, whoever, maybe some very young people. We say Elvis Presley, they say 50 cents. Yeah, he said 50 cents on the dollar for sure. He's not there. He's not there. But he gets somewhere around 100 million, whatever he endorses. So they actually spread out their endorsements. So they, there's Samsung and there's Coca-Cola and there's Upper Deck and there's different ones that are rallying for these champions to endorse. And once you've got that endorsement, it's that their signature is their stamp of approval. Once they make their endorsement, that means that they individually endorse the product. Well, I've only got one champion. Hallelujah. And his name is what? Jesus Christ. And when he endorses you, he just doesn't give you a signature. He gives himself to you, and he fills you, and he uses you, and he endorses you. I'd rather wear his name than any name. And it's true. I'll take this message. Which is Jesus Christ. And God Himself has endorsed it. He has stood with it. You go and run out and buy something because of some other champion. There's another champion. His name is Jesus. He went to Calvary. He died for the sinner. He rose again. He justified. He sanctified us. And He endorsed us and gave us His Spirit. And you should say, amen. Yeah. You say, oh, well, they got a hundred million. I got glory. Yeah. You say they got 110 million. I got streets of pure gold. Yeah. I've got eternity to live. Yeah. Their four stars are dying and dying and they don't know why heart attack here at 35 worth millions of dollars. And now the sponsors have to run out and find another champion. Our champion never dies. He's the Alpha and Omega. I'll stand with him. I'll fight for him. I'll be identified in him. And I believe there's a church somewhere that will say, that's my champion. When you wake up in the morning, you don't have to read the Wheaties box. You can read the Word of God and say, he's my champion. In Christ alone, he's my identification. He's the one I stand with and he vindicates who he stands with. The problem with the false identification is a child puts on a jersey with whomever Ronaldo is. I think he's soccer. I don't know who he plays for. But once they put that jersey on him and they put their soccer shoes on them, they think they're Ronaldo. They think that they can pass and score and run and do everything Ronaldo does. But if you put on the word, you will walk like Jesus. You will talk like Jesus. You'll dress like Jesus. You'll act like him. It's not a phony identification. It's realization upon realization. Amen. He's my God and he's your God. And he's the one that we're identified with. We are an attribute of. We've come from him. We go back to him. What he is, I am. Did you get that? Yes. What Jesus is, I am. Amen. Jesus is love. I am love. Amen. Jesus is righteous. I'm righteous. Amen. Amen. Turn to Second Corinthians, please. I just want to back that statement up just so that you'll understand where we're coming from. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Brother Brandon makes reference to it often. I should say often a few times. Second Corinthians chapter 5, we can read verse 17. Since it's Sunday morning, we have time to read scriptures. Not that we don't do it on any other, but more, we lay things down a little bit straighter on Sunday morning. Verse 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's, what? He's a new creature. Old things, what? Pass away. Your lusts pass away. Just a second here. We'll take it nice and slow now. If you're a new creature, the Bible says here, if you're a new creature, old things pass away. So, young people, let me just tell you something. If you are in pornography or you're in anything that is, is sexual in any connotation, you are not born again. I'm I'm, I'm just going to lay it right out, folks. Listen, there was a, a man, Brother Bram talks about, a German man that wouldn't allow his daughter's face to be on a chocolate box. I want you to get me really clear. He wouldn't allow it. lest somebody filthy would look at that face. Oh, boy, did we get quiet. Facebook, just poof. Instagram, send it to the world. Your children and some pervert look at it. Are you kidding me? You don't know where your pictures go. And you can look at me all. I, I, I preached about it. Brother Joe, he's tired of hearing it. But I said, hey, if we didn't have the problem, we wouldn't speak about it. It is an instrument of Satan. To take young people down. Jesus said, if you look on a woman and lust after her, you've committed adultery. Is that Bible? Just say it's Bible. And you didn't look on a woman and lust after her. He's committed adultery in his heart already. Brother Bram said, a nakedly clad woman walking down the street will send more men to hell than a bar room. I'm not gonna lower the standard. We're gonna raise the standard high, and those that are believers should say amen. Amen. You take snapshots of yourself, bare naked, send it around to other people. You're a pervert, and I don't care who hears me on on the internet, I do not care. To lust after is to commit adultery. And your Bible says in Revelation, no adulterer goes to heaven. You need the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse you. Come on, adults, say amen. Your children need to hear this kind of preaching. You say, well, I know that already, but have you told your children that? We are a holiness people. Brother Ernie, sometimes the ABCs have to be preached before we can get into real high places. And we want to reach down to lift up. I don't want to take up and bring down and say, is that all amongst us? If it's one, it's bad. If it's two, it's terrible. And if it's a dozen, shame on parents. Because you're not involved with your children. Not taking an interest in what they're looking at. Shame on you. The devices, these devices, come from the tree of good and evil. Remember the evil part. The good part, it's got the message on here. You can use it maybe to search for your school. Outside of that, it's demon powers trying to get the minds of your children and take them to hell. Wake up, parents. We used to have Walkmans. People don't even know what a Walkman is. It was where you could put a tape in and, and the radio station was on it. And we hated to buy a Walkman with a radio because we don't know where the boys would do their thing. Dad's in the room. Change the channel. What are you listening to, son? I want to know. Oh, Dad, it's just soft rock. Like Tim Pruitt said, throw a rock at you. See how soft it is. Nothing nothing that's soft rock. It's demon. Anything I listen to is like lullaby. To this nuts stuff that they got today. And our parents thought ours was nuts. So don't get to be a boiling frog. You have been given a message to keep your home clean. Amen. And so now we preach the message. We preach the word. And the Bible says, unless you're born again, you can't even see what I'm going to preach this morning. So if you're not saved, your prayer should be, Lord, save me that I might see the kingdom of God. Therefore, if anybody be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things pass away. The things I used to do, you know the song, I do them no more. Listen, I'll have, I got a confession. I just thought I'd, I'd look at Fox News. I don't know which news is false and true anymore. But up came a shot of advertisement of a woman that I would see if I was a boy that was classed pornography and I shut that page and I said this is garbage I thought I'd get a little bit more than that it's just absolute garbage but it's to get the minds of the people brother Branham said if you got the Holy Ghost you will turn away why? Because there's a holy God living in a vessel that will not defile himself. Amen. True. That That's that. I'm going to leave that now because if keep on preaching like that. We'll have one preach it. Preach it. <laughs> but this is ver- this. This message is so alive Amen. and so real. That only those that are born again can really see it. And that's my prayer. Is Lord, those that aren't saved, would they surrender their hearts to Christ? Their Redeemer. Their Savior. Their Lord. And just so that you know, I've been preaching, as you know, I've been battle, battle trained. Once you sign up for this, Like the Gadites, they knew what they were going to face. They knew they were going to face war. And yet this, oh, I believe the message is so wonderful. You're going to have to fight for every inch of land that you possess of this message. Does everybody understand that? It's not the identification just of William Branham being Malachi 4. And a lot of people live on that and think that that's enough. Malachi 4 was as John the Baptist foreran the first coming. Your message will forerun the second coming. So as John introduced Jesus, this message introduced Christ. The word. Are you still with me? This is what we're identified with. I'm not here. The ministry isn't here to raise your children. That is for the parents. That's for the parents. That's for the high priest of the home. That's for mothers to get on their knees and daddies to wait on God for. Come as a unit under the blood. For we know that there's a lamb for a house. So we come to church to hear the word that will build us up and strengthen us in the faith. So now the Bible goes on to say, and all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ has given us to us the ministry of reconciliation to wit that God was in Christ. Reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, not marvelous, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye Reconciled to God. I've been an ambassador. Yes. Be ye reconciled to God. Amen. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. Jesus knew no sin, but made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God. And to the believer, you can say, Amen. Amen. Brother Bram says this in the Revelation of Jesus Christ series. The Bible says, 2 Corinthians 5 and 21, that we have become the righteousness of God by our union with Jesus Christ. He said, Did you get it? It says that we are the very righteousness of God himself by being in Christ. That is my identification. That I can say, Thine I am Jesus. <laughs> I'm on your side. We are the very righteousness of God Himself. Say, so, Well, Brother Tom and Brother Bram comes to this now. We are the very righteousness of God Himself. By being where? What's the key word there? In Christ. In Christ. It says that Jesus became sin. It says we are very righteousness of God. He became sin for us that our union with him, we might become the righteousness of God. We accept that fact. Do you accept it? Do you accept you're the righteousness of God? in Christ by our union he goes on to say again you are the very righteousness of God if you reject it and not accept it then there's a problem we need to get the realization of the righteousness of God in Christ It is imperative. A lot of people, they always have this expression, well, I'm not worthy or I'm not righteous enough. Your righteousness, the Bible says, is filthy rags. But once you're in him, you become then the very righteousness of God because uh, can I give you something here right now because we've been speaking on attributes the righteousness of God is the chief attribute whoa that's what the Greek says the Greek says it says now you say we have the righteousness of God it says it's the chief attribute of the quality of the just it's the chief attribute that means it's one of the main. So now he's calling you the very righteousness of God. Ah, uh, well, sometimes there's a hard pill to swallow. But this is a gospel that you will love to swallow. You are the very righteousness of God. Your righteousness is as filthy rags. That's why you need to be born again. You need to accept Jesus Christ. And the blood of Christ will cleanse you from all your sin. And the elder said. And how many can say that's true? It's cleansed us from all our sin. And God then identifies himself. When we put on his name repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of jesus christ for the remission of your sin and you shall be identified with god himself amen amen so that's what i want to be identified with this morning not with rolex not with wheaties not with nike Amen. I want to be identified in him. That I can say as the Gadites, Thine I am, Jesus. Thine I am. I'll clean my home out if that's what I got to do. And the church said covered Bible way said. Amen. So turn now to Revelation chapter 5. Thine am I. Thine am I, Lord. I'm yours. i crossed Jordan. I died to myself. I know you're the anointed. I know you're rejected by Laodicea. I know you've been pushed out the door. But I'll stand with you. I'll be identified with you. Amen. Amen. Revelation chapter 5. Wonderful scripture. Now, as I said to the, the people in Edmonton, a lot of times people just get glazed over as soon as you say, let's turn to Revelation. They just get glazed over. This is our book. This is the bride's book. And don't ever get glazed over. Get excited. Because now we're going to read about yourself so the Bible says and I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within with, and on the backside sealed with seven seals and I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice who's worthy to open the book and to loose the seals imagine no one worthy to look or to loose and no man in heaven nor in earth neither under the earth I don't know what was under the earth but there was nobody, nobody worthy, no one worthy, was able to open the book to look thereon. And I wept much. Brother Bram said, he told John, don't weep too long, John. Don't weep too long. Don't weep too long. He said, I, I wept much. Because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders said unto me, weep not, John. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah hath prevailed. The root of David hath prevailed to open the book. Brother Branham said, for those that have not read the seals lately, he said he came from the eternities because he was a lamb slain before the foundation of the world coming out of the eternities to come and take the book. So he came to take the book and I and beheld and lo, in the midst of the throne were four beasts and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb. As it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat on the throne. And when he had taken the book, four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down for the Lamb, having every one of them harps... I'm sorry, fell down before the Lamb, and having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors which are the prayers of the saints they sang a new song thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof for thou was slain and notice can let's read this next part together has redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation and Cloverdale Bible way said amen. amen we've got a foretaste of it right here it's glorious. It's glorious. And he hath made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign upon the earth. But the said in the breach, but now in this sevenfold book of the seals of redemption, the Lamb took within himself was the only one that could do it. He took it out of the right hand of him that sat on the throne. Now, to claim his redemptive, to claim his rights, to claim for me and you. What he's redeemed us from. So what was he doing? He was claiming you. He was claiming me. To see back everything that Adam lost in the garden. He has redeemed back to us. Amen. This is my identification this morning. This is what I'm identified in. I'm sorry. It's not your sports stars. Now with the lamb with the book in his hand... We're ready to ask His grace and mercy on us to open the 7 seal book. Let us, now listen to what he's saying now, let us look past the curtain of time. So he's not only been past the curtain of time, he's letting us now go past the curtain of time. He said, let us now look past the curtain of time just a little bit. Oh my. Notice when he took the book, the title deed, it was sealed. Did you get that in your mind now? Now he breaks the seal of mystery to reveal them, to bring them, to, to bring them to his, see, his redeemed subjects. So he's doing this for you. He's loosening the seals. He's opening the book for your benefit. Amen. Brother Branham said, I will lose ten thousands of my friends. And when I when I read that and thought of that, I thought, that's just like David. Yeah. But there's a few that want to cross over with him. That knows this message is anointed and we'll be identified with that rather than Laodicea. Hunted down group. Despised and rejected, but we're willing to stand with the anointed word. Brother Bram says, when I'm born of the Spirit of God, I am a part of God. My, we're getting into deep waters now. Who wants to come along with me in these waters? Let's start swimming now. Let's start swimming. He says, when I'm born again of the Spirit of God, I am a part of God. That's all. I'm identified with Him and that He's my Father. And I am His Son. And you can say, I am His daughter. And we're having fellowship with our Father once again. Can you say, amen? "Amen. Glory. He's doing this for a reason so that you can be identified in him.) Can you turn to Colossians 126, please? Colossians 1 and 26. Now you can say, this day, this scripture is being fulfilled. Even the mystery which has been hid from ages, from generation, but now is made what? Manifested, Manifested or made visible make clear that which was not seen now seen to whom God would make known what is the riches of this mystery among the Gentiles I know you want to keep on going fast but I want you to get it which is what? which is Christ in you The hope of glory of whom we preach, warning every man, teaching every man in all wisdom that we might present every man mature or perfect. In Christ Jesus, I'm I'm, I'm taking a little slow. I want you to get it. So as I took the last time I spoke, Galatians two and 20, don't need to turn. I am crucified then with Christ. There's my identification again. I'm identified in him. If I'm in him, if he, I I am in Christ. I was in him. You were in him. And that's why Brother Brown said, I'm identified with him at Calvary. I'm identified with him in tomb. I'm identified with him when he rose again. (laughs) I'm identified him with him in the upper room. It's not that we were in the upper room, it was that we were in Him in the upper room. Because we're in Christ. When he says, I was with Moses at the Red Sea, it wasn't you at the Red Sea, it was you in Him at the Red Sea. You might as well rejoice said that's my identification I was with Joshua at the river Jordan it wasn't I was standing there with Joshua I was with the God that opened up the waters (laughs) hallelujah our identification is in him in him I'm with David when he slew the giant I wasn't standing beside David. I was with the God of David that was taking that stone, as I said to the people in Edmonton, at 10,000 miles an hour. Now, you put that one down. It wasn't the stone. Brother Brown said it was the God that was behind the stone. Our identification is in him. I'm crucified with him. Nevertheless, I live, not I, but Christ live in me. And the life which I now live in this flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. When you accepted him and a new life came, Brother Ray, the smoking left, the drinking left, the carousing left. The perversion left. Why? Because God now was filling a temple, driving unbelief out. Amen. He said he made you stop your drinking. He made you stop your lying, your stealing. He saved you from drunkenness, from riots. living from sin in the devil's grave. If God can do that for you, he can save you from your TV. If he can change your life, he said, he can change your TV. He can save you from your cancer. Can I hear an amen? But whoever prays, we're not afraid of cancer. Because the God that saved you, because you're in him, is the same God that can drive that cancer. And we can testify he's the same yesterday, today. And forever. The same God that saved you can save you from TV, can save you from cancer. Amen. He can take that boast out of that Goliath that says, I'm going to take you down. Now, everybody's got some sort of Goliath. Let's knock him down. Stand, he says, in the name of the Lord Jesus. And now you challenge him. Not the preacher. Not the deacon. No, he's making it down to you individually. Because individually, you're in Christ Jesus. Individually, God's in you. He says, now stand. Oh my. I wish I, I could I yell it out. Matt. I, I, Alex, every time I see you. I see Matthew. Amen. Amen. I like to stream it on the hilltop. Amen. Amen. Let her go. Amen. Amen. We got the same God yes. that was with Abraham. Yes. Yes. King of Pamela can't have her. No. Right. Why? Because that promised seed was to come through her. We have been promised our children. Yes. Amen. And I wouldn't let that go. saints. I just wouldn't let that go. We've been promised our families, our husbands, our wives. I just wouldn't let that go. He says, why don't you stand in the name of the Lord Jesus and challenge him to a showdown? Right. Amen. Oh, he said, I, I feel religious. Yeah, I do, too. Oh, he says in the uh, message, great warrior David, we positionally are in Christ if the believer knowed his position and brother Brown then takes it way over in Christ the mystery of God revealed she will know her position then the rapture takes place if the believer knowed his position he'd have it God's great spirit is here the Holy Ghost is ready to fall on anybody that believes it fall on me Lord Fall on me. Do you believe it? He said, God's promised it. You're in Christ. You're in Christ. If you're a believer and you've been born again, you're in Christ. Now watch what he says here. Jesus Christ robbed the devil. He spoiled his principality. And his dominion. God reigns over heaven and earth. You're David's. <laughs> oh, I love that. I know that just. No. He's saying to you, you're David's. You're David. David was anointed. David knew his position. You're called, elected, anointed, positionally placed in the body of Jesus Christ by the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The enemy is defeated and defeated tonight. What Adam lost, church, in the fall, did you ever stop to think why he redeemed you? We talk about it often, but now the question goes to us where we're sitting. Did you ever stop to think why he redeemed you? Dan. Matt. Luis. Did you ever stop to think why he redeemed you? Why would Christ redeem me? What would he redeem us for? Because you always were a part of God. And he gives you what you already had. But you've awakened to everlasting life. And he's brought us back to eternal fellowship. Amen. We're not running out to fellowship with the world. We're wanting to fellowship more with our father. So why did he redeem you? So that you could have fellowship. Eternal Fellowship and relationship to God because you are his sons and daughters. And he's restoring you back to what Adam had in the garden. It just comes around and around and around. Adam had fellowship and he's bringing you back to fellowship. That's why he redeemed you. For the Bible says in Psalms 37 and 18... The Lord knoweth the days of the upright or the days of the righteous. And their inheritance is forever. Your fellowship is your inheritance and it's forever. Won't you walk with me, Jesus? Uh, Anybody got a friend here? Thank you. You You got a friend. Let's, let's just look around the room. Somebody ever have a friend that you really like to be with? You do. You just want to be with. Phone them up. Can meet you for lunch. Are you busy? When you're free, give me a call. Anybody got that here? You're looking at me like I got three eyes. Come on. Nobody here has a friend? (laughs) Okay. All right. I'll, I'll skip that part then. So you'll have a friend and because you have a friend you have companionship. Fellowship. Fellowship with Jesus. (laughs) How divine. (laughs) How divine to think that you can get down on your knees and lift up your hands and say Father, you know my need this morning. You know Brother Luis Diaz needs you. You know what I love about it? God hears me when I pray. And know what I love about it? God hears you when you pray. Amen. This is having fellowship with Jesus. Not just for our own need, saints. That we would pray one for another. Is this making sense to anybody? And so then David... David couldn't be David without his men around him. And so different men had a call and not everybody's called to this message. Not everybody's called. They, they love David and identified with David when everything's smooth. now I know and this is going to get real quiet now. This is going to get real quiet. They love David. When he's identified in Hebron, when he's in his kingly place, but when those usurpers, the Absaloms, rise, and the gossip spreads, David didn't stay and fight. In fact, he just, he just went. Everybody is with somebody when they're in the good times. It takes a special group of people that stay with him in the bad times. Tens of thousands would separate and say, we're behind David. When he's on the throne of Israel, I'm with David. Let's crown David. He's a son of prosperity. Everything's good with David. But when David had to run to the wilderness, where were those people? Where were those people? They're the ones that are spitting on him, cursing him, trying to turn them in. Cities slaughtered because they gave him something. Priest city massacred. Not everybody loves to be identified with this unwelcome Christ. This message. They loved it when it was around the world for 33 years and thousands and tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of millions of people were being healed. But when it came a time when they rose up against them, my friends will leave me. Church doors will be closed on me. But I'm so thankful that I can say, I am dying, Jesus. (laughs) I am dying. I'm identified with this message. My parents didn't want me near it. My friends forsook me. But God gave me a greater family. Will you this morning be identified with the despised Christ? Say, well... I don't know he's despised. We'll just go to one of these churches and talk about Brother Branham and what God's done through his ministry. And you'll find out how despised he is. If you haven't had that pleasure, I would encourage you to do it. I've had the pleasure to stand for this message. Do you stand before them? And somebody had given me a book on Zion in Chicago. And I went to Zion and preached there in the very church Brother Branham preached in. It was a marvelous experience, wasn't it, Milko? There's about, what, 20 of us there. Church that could seat 600. And we were baptizing a gentleman in Chicago. And the, and the minister said, said, the pastor said, would you mind if I sat in? We haven't seen a baptism in years. Hmm. When he used to preach in Chicago, in Chicago, in Chicago, in Chicago. But when he identified himself with Jesus Christ, the word. They love the healing. They love the healing. And then Brother Branham turns around, even in Shreveport. And he said, life tabernacle. You call yourself life tabernacle. And you say, oh, Brother Branham has a wonderful gift. When he's anointed and he heals the people, but stay away from his teaching. He was a lion. He had a face like a lion. Jack Moore was sitting right there and all the other ministers. He says, you call yourself life tabernacle. He said, when I do the healing, you love it. But when he teaches... Stay away from it. He says the very teaching and the vindication prove they are the same. Amen. 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 That's my identification. Amen. What Adam lost? Fellowship. Eternal fellowship. And relationship to God is given back to sons and daughters again. Amen. To restore them back to all that Adam lost Amen. in the fall. Amen. Oh, we got a few people that are sweet on each other here. Oh, was I not supposed to say that? Maybe it's a secret, but it's to be manifested. You tell me, when you're sweet on one another, do you you want to stay away from one another? Boy, it got quiet here. Everybody's wondering, who are you talking about? Hmm? There's, when you are sweet on one another, you want to be around one another. I'm more than sweet on Jesus. I love him with all my heart. I want to be with him. I want to speak with him. I want that fellowship that Adam lost in the garden. Did you know there's only one form of eternal life? And now, by the grace of God, Brother Bram says, we possess it. There's only one form and we possess it. (laughs) Wow. And to be that, we have to be a part of God. So we, as much as in his thoughts, because he's eternal life and has predestinated to this life, our names were put on the Lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world, according to Revelation. Now God had us in his thinking and we have eternal life because then he spoke us and we came into existence. And you thought it was your mom and dad. God is in everything <laughs> oh I, I you know I love that somebody said the other day they'd heard the testimony years ago about my father he was in the Navy in New York he ran into his oldest brothers he's one of six brothers he was the youngest and uh, his oldest brother's best friend was a an, um, ranking guy on another ship And they were they were in the harbor in New York. And And, of course, you know, in war, you see anybody you know, you're a best friend all of a sudden. When you're back home playing baseball, you're the kid and you had to, you know, leave the baseball game. But he wanted Roy, my dad, to be on the same ship. So he said, I'll put in for a transfer. Dad had a transfer put in from New York to Ottawa, Ottawa to Vancouver, Vancouver back to Ottawa, Ottawa back to New York. Came in a day late. Came in a day late. The ship that dad was supposed to go on never was seen again. And you think, you don't think God doesn't watch over his seed? Dad was 18. 19 years old in the war. Somebody said, happy birthday, brother Tom, you're 65. I might as well get it out. Everybody's telling me I am that. It'll take me 363 days now to get used to it. (laughs) But I said, you know, it's a a marvelous thing when you start thinking back because I wasn't supposed to be born. My mom was toxic. I was being poisoned. We were talking about it the other day. And then a doctor came out and said, Roy, who do we save? the, The baby or Evelyn? Of course, my dad chose my mom, which I would do. So he says, well, we'll do the best we can. So finally, he came out and said, we saved Evelyn. And we think the baby is a preemie. We think that he's going to make it. Of course, I'm going to make it. (laughs) I got 65 years to prove I made it. God had us in his thinking. Then we have eternal life because he spoke us. Come on. I want you to be identified with this. He had you in his thinking and he spoke you. Brother Deepak, he spoke you. He spoke you and you came into existence. And a word is just a thought manifested. God had us in His thoughts at the beginning. God knew you would be here this morning. Why has He redeemed you? So that you could have fellowship. Eternal fellowship with the Father. Glory Michael. This is what our souls yearn for. Where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? Then Jesus found me. He came to me. Hallelujah. God coming to God. God coming to his manifested thoughts. And he won't lose one of his thoughts. Can you say amen? Sister Juniper, I don't care. You're from China to Richmond to West Vancouver. God knew you would be here. You are a manifested thought of God. No devil can have you. No unbelief can take you. Amen. No false doctrine can move you. David knew where he stood. Are you with me or against me? You're going to speak evil of me? Then you go. 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 If you're not a part of this army, get out of here. I only want men that will stand with the saith the Lord. Oh, aren't we going to have a wonderful time in heaven? When I see those band of 300 and the band of 30 and the mighty men of valor and what's your name? My name is Jehovah Helps. You're named right, son. By what's your name? God is victorious. (laughs) Named right. Mm -hmm. You look up their names. You look up their names. I've done name searches on every one of their names. Here it is here. My God is Jehovah. My God is gracious. Amen. I'm a helped almighty God. I'm a servant of the Lord. That's what their names mean. You're named right. But then in this age, a David came down and said, I won't call you church. I'm going to rename you. I'm going to call you bride. Amen. Hallelujah. We're named right. You're a manifested thought spoken. And don't let your peanut brain try and figure that out. I thought my mom and dad had a. Uh, oh yeah, you don't think God can't be behind a sperm? If He knows how many times a fly or a net bats his eye, He can't direct an egg in a sperm. Come on, people, we're adults around here. If God knows everything, can't He direct then His thought to make you you? so he can have fellowship with you. Jesus wants fellowship again. Not malls. Not items. Don't have my phone. I hate that thing. And I think you people are starting to understand I hate it. Because you buzz it, you ring it, and I don't answer. And Randy can tell you that. And he's a friend of mine. I don't even answer his phone calls. I do. But in my time. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't really get a real good response on that one. You mean I got to jump to it every time somebody buzzes me? We never had it 10 years ago. What's changed? Then when you're in prayer and it buzzes, your mind goes, who's calling? Is it an emergency? Is it something you have to get to? And all of a sudden you get up, you look at it. No, it's not an emergency. Go what is the devil trying to do? Interrupt fellowship. Amen. I know I'm not popular on that one, but that's all right. I'll, I'll stay in my corner. Easter seal. Like on Trans, Mount Transfiguration and all the prophets and everything else. All the days of the Lutheran, the Methodist and the Presbyterian. They're all right, he said. But this is my beloved son. Hear ye him. The word of this hour. Oh, one true one. Amen. That should have got the whole church. Hear ye him. The word of the hour. That's what you listen to. Sister Julia, it's the word of the hour that does its transforming work. Is that not true? Amen. It's because we hear the word, it washes us. Without this message, not one of us would be here. But because of this message, he had a thought of you. That we can have fellowship with Him and fellowship again. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. This is this is Easter Seal. My beloved Son. Is everybody listening now? This is my beloved Son. Hear ye Him. The word of the hour is his son. Just as Brother Ram said, I give him my body. He said in one place, he says, he gave me the ability to move myself aside so that he could step in. God needs a body. God needs you. Come on. God needs you. Hallelujah! God needs you. God needs me. Been one hour. Give me ten, five more minutes. Ten more minutes. Fifteen more minutes. Hour. This is my beloved son. The worthy hour. The hour of the seals. If you haven't been in the seals book, if you haven't understood the seals. You get down on your knees and you start praying, God, open the seals to me. Because everything after the seals are a result that the seals were open. Yeah, exactly. So now we've come to this time. We've come to this hour. Oren, you may never get married. I know that went over strong. Because at any moment, we can be gone. And the expectation, hey, you know what? I actually thought that. I thought I'd never get married because the Lord's coming so soon. It could be today. It could be tonight. It could be tomorrow morning. That's what I live under and never thought I'd have children, never thought I'd go to school. It went, it's gone on. But there's going to be one day it stops. One day it stops, because the Bible says, for the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. I'm sorry you have to hear this, Brother Victor, this is part three. You got part two, we got part three here. For even the whole creation, so all nature, look at the birth, look, look at the whole earth is in birth pains. They said, the, the orcas, the whales are dying. They're starving because there's no salmon. Man will kill himself and the earth with it. The trees are dying. My trees are dying. Our weather patterns are changing. The sea levels are rising. This earth is decaying. But there's coming another kingdom. And all creation is groaning, waiting. Waiting for what? Eagerly for the children of God to be revealed. Amen. Amen. They're waiting for you to be unveiled. For you to know who you are. That's what they're waiting for. They're waiting for you to walk around the yard and tell the tree you can't die. If we can move trees, we can save trees. How can we do anything else, Brother Bram said, but the power that's been released to us in this hour? How can we do anything else but what's been released to us? To seal in this hour that that's what we work by his spirit. He said, and it's not the lion and the ox and the man that went forth. But now he says, you're under another anointing. Brother Tom, I've heard this for years and now it's growing cold. I'm excited excited about this quote than I was 40 years ago. Because now it's starting to realize, I'm realizing my position. Yes, sir. He said that last beast that goes forth, that last power that's going to combat that antichrist spirit, that devil that tries to come at you, fight you, tell you it's okay. We're all one. Listen, saints. And I told the people in Edmonton, I'm not politically correct. I'm sorry. I stand for the word and the word alone. I don't care if you're a message church. If you want to make a doctrine and follow along that doctrine, lead me out. I'll stay with thus, saith the Lord. I'm not moving this to have more friends over here. I'm staying with the word. David stayed with the word. His men stayed with the word. Amen. We're under the fourth living beast, Brother Bram said, which was that eagle. It's the revealer. The anointing of that eagle is the revealer of His Word. Huh. Amen. I said, give me five, give me ten, give me twenty. I'll wrap it up. His church is himself revealed. His church is himself. Do you see it? And expressed by the word because he's God. And now I use this quote three services ago, but now I'll bring it back to this point. Satan. You know, the scripture on this. talking about sonship now he says you know the scripture on this I have taught the people that God is in them I want this church to say amen amen right up to the back amen God's in me he said I've taught the church that God is in them and if God is in them And they speak to that disease and say, be away from me and don't doubt in your heart. Right then that disease has to go to God. Be the glorious. Now let's exercise what we hear. This is what I'm identified with. Not Wheaties, not Nike. Not Rolex. Nope. This message. This word that I just spoke today is what I'm identified with. Are you with me on this? Now listen to me here because you probably won't hear this quote for a long time unless you get into the, bio, into the message yourself. Satan. You know the scripture on this. Hmm. I have taught this people. Have you been taught? Have you been taught? Yes. Brother Kim, you have, you have a wonderful way. The teachers have a wonderful way to teach your class. And you're always looking at a better way to do this. There's a great way that God would teach his people. And that was through Malachi 4. The greatest teacher, prophet, evangelist, pastor that God put on the earth at this time. He's telling you, I've taught you. That God is in you. And if God is in you, then you speak to that disease. All right. Now we're coming down to the last few moments now. Now, every one of us has a burden on our heart. Some burden on our heart to see God do something. And they stood in the line and that prophet discerned whatever their need was. Whether it was sickness, whether it was a family member, didn't matter what it was, financial, whatever it was, God knew what their need was. Then the God that was in that prophet that spoke this word has taught you to do exactly what I'm telling you this morning. I've taught the people. God is in them. And if they speak to the disease and say, be away from me and don't doubt in your heart, not someday, right then, that disease has to move. And you know what I say? I believe it, prophet. I believe the true report. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Why? Now he reverts back to the Word. Christ said so. Come on, Daniel. You're going to have to do battle. Are you a Gaddite? Have you crossed that river? You're going to fight for Dad. I'm fighting with you for your dad. We're going to fight. We're not a bunch of wimps. But the doctors say. But the Word says. The doctor say, the word says, the doctor, the word says. Amen. Hallelujah. We've been taught right. Lord, not my will. Your will be done. Amen. Your word is the word, where word, will, way. Oh, my. He said right now, you could speak your situation. He said, brother Tom, I have a need this morning. Individually, nobody knows about it, but you know about it, Lord. And it's the first thing that came on my heart when Brother Tom said, "You've each got a burden, and if you've got that burden on your heart for something, someone, I want you to individually stand for that need." Not because I'm telling you, but if there is a burden for something, say, "Well, I want to. I want to see God move." I want to see him move I want to speak to that mountain I want to speak to that Goliath I've had a God tell me in this generation God came down used the mouth of a prophet to say you speak it you speak it and it's got to move because Christ said so for it's not them that speaks it's the father that's dwelling in you they're speaking they're in need so come out of them in the name of Jesus as God's servant and by the message an angel who has anointed and proved to the people that Jesus is here and the message is right god come on the scene Amen. start praying start speaking start asking Don't let that demon of uncleanness take my brother. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm not going to let that spirit of unbelief take my husband to hell. Lord, save his soul. Speak it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I adjure thee. Everything leave in the name of Jesus. And Brother Bram cries out, Oh, he says, Don't you hear the roar of the wind of the Holy Spirit? I said, Oh God, open my ears to hear the wind of God move in this assembly this morning. Hallelujah. Not just 40, 50, 60 years ago, but you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. You say, Brother Tom, but what's my part? Musicians, you can come. What's my part? What's my part? Brother Bram says, God is not complete without you. God is not complete without you. God wants fellowship with you. He wants you to take him at his word. Brother Alex, speak, speak his name. Speak Matthew's name. Speak your situation's name. Lord Jesus. We stand in the presence of the Almighty God. We've got needs in this church. we got sons that need to be born again. And we want to be identified with a living Christ. A living word. I wonder if the brothers that are elders could raise their voices to God. And say, Lord, remember this church. God, remember this people remember us oh God your prophet said Jesus said so I will say in the name of Jesus Christ Satan we rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ for the glory of God there Paul I had a brother at a platform at camp say to me who was preaching Brother Ron Spencer and it wasn't him that was speaking and he said to me I heal you in the name of Jesus Christ my ankle has never been any better than it has been amen and that's since 200 and 2002 17 years my God is able to do anything you might as well praise Him. You might as well praise Him. Because if you've asked, why don't you praise Him? Just go believing. He breaks every chain. He moves on your behalf. How often did He say, do you want me to turn my back? Who was that but Elohim Himself? Hallelujah. 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 We want a real baptism for our young people. We need a real move of God for our young children. Can we be burdened for them? Can we speak their names in prayer? Can we say, Lord Jesus? What do with us with what you want to do with us. You'll do it right then. Because you've been taught the scripture that God is in you. Just speak to that thing. And watch God move on your behalf. Don't put up with it. Roger, don't put up with it. whatever your need is this morning let's collectively believe for one another get in our brother's shoes get in our sister's shoes say Lord at the close of this service let it be to your glory and to your honor he does miracles so great miracles so great he said if he saved you the God that saved you can drive that TV spirit, can drive that cancer spirit away. Did He save you? Then he can drive anything away out of your land. I've been tormented by this thing. I defy that spirit. Hallelujah. This is the time to do battle, saints. This is a time Satan now is battling you. You, you press through. You press through. Say, I'm claiming them. I'm claiming it. Hallelujah. I think if a daddy needs to put his hand on his son beside him or a mother on her daughter, that would be alright. You say, son, God gave you me to me. Daughter, God gave you to me. And I'm claiming you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Satan's fighting our children. If you can't get the parent, he's going to go after your children. Well, we're going after him this morning. We're going after the devil. You can counsel and counsel and counsel till you're blue in a face. But there's Jesus that's here to do a mighty deliverance for you. that daddy's weeping and crying this week I say God's heard your prayers God's heard the prayers of his people hallelujah heavenly father with our hands lifted up and our hearts filled with praise we commit our children and our loved ones to you in the name of Jesus Christ Lord, there were men that swam the rivers when it was high tide. But they knew they had to get to David. We know we have to get to Jesus. And I will not be denied. So, Lord, I'm praying that the Holy Spirit himself will come amongst your people, binding the enemy, loosing the captive, Setting them free this morning in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is your name, Lord. You're the one that spoke us here, Lord. You've redeemed us for a purpose, to have fellowship with us, Lord. And we want to have fellowship with you. I don't care what doctors say. I don't care what the theologians say. I don't care what the churches say. I only care what you say. We're living in a sodomite age and we see it everywhere in every hand but we also see the Lord Jesus Christ himself coming to this children. Cover us Lord. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. What are you playing with Lord?
1: So in the name of Jesus Christ.
0: We fellowship, everlasting fellowship with the Father. God wants fellowship with you this week, but not only this week, but for eternities. Those things that are unimportant, let them go. Just let them go. They're not important. Ask those people to get mowed over at their office job and 11 people murdered by some maniac. And they're probably doing a review in their own family. Was this week, did, did it matter? We lost our loved one. Did things that we argue about matter? Let's just think of those things that are eternal. Think on those things that are pure. Think on those things that are altogether lovely. Holy and righteous. God bless you. Who do you want to be identified? Nike, Rolex, Wheaties. Every year there's a champion. But we've got a champion of champions. Amen. There's no one to replace him. He's my champion this morning. And that's whom I identified. Brother Marco, why don't you come and close us in a word of prayer.
1: Heavenly Father, Lord, we bow our heads humbly, O God, knowing that Almost 90% of what was said this morning, Lord, would not have been able to be brought out and delivered to us if you hadn't taken a man from Kentucky, Lord. Take him, set him so aside, Lord, that he could yield himself as you would use him as a mouthpiece, Lord. Deliver a message in this day that would have a standard greater than that of what the devil could rise up, Lord. And we see him coming in as a flood, Lord, and... We've been armed, Lord, with shield of faith and the helmet of salvation, Lord God. And we ask to keep anointing us, Lord, to be sensitive to your Holy Spirit more and more each day and day, Lord. We need your presence, God. We need your leadership. We need that perception, Lord, that special small voice. See what our children are going through, Lord. We do not understand the situations, Father. We do not understand the demonic devices, but we do understand who holds tomorrow, Lord, who holds their footsteps, Lord, will carry them up into heavenly places, Lord Jesus. Tell them what is truth and not what is a lie, Lord. Tell them what land is beyond this, what, what we touch, what we rub shoulders with every day. It's so frivolous, Lord Jesus. Take every young heart, Lord, that's tender, Maybe a stony one this morning, Lord. Break away those scales, Lord Jesus. Father. God, Enoch just had a walk with you. I've been thinking about that so much, how special it must have been, Lord Jesus. We strive and we overthink and we try and press into realms, Lord Jesus, and yet you're so close to us, oh God. May we just open our hearts. God, here is a daddy, young children, Lord. Heaven just won't be heaven without them, Father. You had that same feeling. You loved fatherhood, and so you placed that within us. Lord, I might not vocalize it, but my soul is screaming as loud as it possibly can. Save their souls, O God. Jesus, may they not be. keep you on the outside of that door while you're knocking. What a dreadful sight, O God. Knocking on the outside of the door, we say, Come in, Lord Jesus. Come in like a flood, O God. Brood over us, fan those fires, let your Holy Ghost, that monkey wave that the prophet spoke about is amongst us right now, Lord Jesus. Lord, I dedicate myself afresh, use me in whatever way, capacity, form, shape, Lord, to speak to a life that can change them for Your kingdom and set our souls afire, Lord. Let's press this battle, O God, and I stand up. Satan, no device, no voice, no method of communication can stand against this Word. May it permeate our souls. Go back to Eden where it was before. You have no right. Take your hand off of God's property. Move us, Lord Jesus. Bless Thankful, Lord. Thankful for all you've done in a Word. May you just anoint it to our souls. Bless the afternoon and may this atmosphere stay with us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
0: Won't you walk with me, Jesus? It's just been some desire for me. Won't me walk with you Jesus Don't ever leave me. I'd be a total mess without you. Yeah. Jesus I've done that I've walked that road I know what that road is I do maybe you're here and you said I haven't received Jesus and I want Jesus in my life maybe you want us to pray with you right here it's not a big altar call I just know what it is to be lonely but I've never been lonely again. Amen. Jesus walks with me. Amen. You found me when I was... the desk and said is there anybody here that needs Jesus and I had the devil on my shoulder and he said don't go don't go you're a fool you'll never live like those people but the Holy Spirit knows how to get a hold of the back of your neck all of a sudden I found myself up at a front and the pastor prayed I'm still here If you want Jesus, we'll pray for you. If you need him in any way, we'll pray for you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. God bless you.